Hello. Hello. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast, podcast 112, and uh, this is Alex. The voice of death has returned to the IGN podcast after a- an absence of last week. How was last week? Um, it was fine. It's all right. Yeah. We, was it we skeleton st- crew last week, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, we stayed afloat. Yeah. Was someone shouting? Someone there was. There lots of people shouting. Really? Well, you were shouting. You were booming. Stuart but was just soaring. I don't know what's going on. Why is that? I go away for a week and it all goes to shit. We had been drinking. Had you? Yeah. Tea. Really? A lot of it. Lots of tea. Had you really been drinking? No. We recorded about like 10 o'clock in the morning on on Friday. So so Stuart probably had. Stuart had. Stuart, yeah. yeah. He needs a new bottle of scotch. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I wasn't very well last week and then that uh, illness was compounded by a knife in the back by Tom Butler. (laughs) Oh, what's this? What's this? So is this about the jingles? Yeah, dissing my my jingles, <laughs> but not even have the balls to do it to my face. What did you say, Tom? I just said that I didn't think they were very good. I thought they were very good, Alex. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, so we get well, we haven't had much feedback about have them. Jingles today. I've got jingles, but to be quite honest, you can stick them up your pipe. Good. Because we're going to improv <laughs> so jingles anyway, again. No we get a lot Tom, of good fee- feedback about our improv ones. You've got to do better. Okay. For this podcast next week. What? No excuses. <laughs> Can't we just to be, be fair? Th- you spent six months on your jingles. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I had to buy a new laptop <laughs> as well. It took, me, it took me a week to do them, but uh, it's Tweaking. Stuart's fault. He couldn't get them into the podcast. Chris, it was four weeks in the mix. <laughs> so, so listeners, Tom will be providing jingles for this what? podcast. I next didn't know week. about this. Well, Should no, we take no, turns? No, he didn't. Then. But that's what happens. Can I do improv you stick ones? Stick a massive bloody dagger in my back, you fuckface. <laughs> Can I do improv ones? Uh, you can do whatever you want, but just make okay. it good. Okay, good. The challenge is set. The, the challenge is laid. Down. I should get that bloke I met the other night to do jingles for us. Who is he? Uh, the guy that did... Um, John Williams. Hans Zimmer. The, <laughs> the guy that produced uh, the, all the Radiohead albums. Um, oh what's his name? Uh, Nigel. Yeah. Nigel Kennedy. with a G, I think. Godrich. Nigel Godrich. Neil God- Nigel Godrich. Shall I ask him? <laughs> does he only produ- is he musically minded or does he just know a thing about a soundboard? I'm not sure. Okay. Did the soundtrack for Scott Pilgrim as well? He did. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm in, he was with Edgar Wright. Oh. Tom, if you're improving the jingles, can you not do that today? Yeah, but uh, I want time to prepare. I'm actually, I, I actually think I could do better than your jingles in the space of a week. Oh, Let's nasty. do it. Okay. You can't just do. You've got to have the the whole skill is using um, Garage Band. Yeah, don't have Garage Band, but yeah, I can still. Got a Mac. Okay, yeah, they do have Garage Band. Okay, yeah, exactly. I think I can do better. I think I can do better. Wow. Good. Right. Go for it, Gauntlet Tom. down. Gauntlet and that, down. And, and if you fuck up, the gauntlet is going to be slapped around your face. <laughs> I'm going to take that gauntlet, I'm going to fill it with shit, and then I'm going to pour it all over you. Nice. Oh, <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> Good repost. Uh, anyway, so that's why I was off last week, and that is indeed a challenge set for Tom. Well, you were off as well, weren't you, Chris? I was. What were you doing? I was in Los Angeles. Hanging City out, of hanging Angels. Out some Muppets. I was. <laughs> Which is kind of what you normally do over here anyway. Yep. I was literally hanging out with Muppets. I went over there to see the new movie, The Muppets. Yeah. And I interviewed some Muppets. I interviewed... Specifically. Kermit and Piggy. Yeah. And I interviewed the new Muppet, Walter, which they are introducing to the world in this movie. Does the world need a new Muppet? Well, I think it was kind of because the Muppets haven't been around for a while and the youth today don't really know the Muppets. Yeah. When you watch the film, it's kind of their way in. He's, he starts off, although it's a bit confusing, although he's a Muppet, he's the Muppets' biggest fan. Right. And then he travels to California to meet them. So it's kind of a way of reintroducing all the characters. But in a in a none too clumsy way really. It works it works really well. Okay. Walter's a very nice chap. Well he's a Muppet. Yeah. Not really They're not chap. all nice. Okay. None can be nasty, but yeah, he's a good guy. 
And it was really funny. It was like a dream come true sitting talking to Kermit and Piggy. I felt like there was a, a spark between me and Piggy. Really? Really? Mm-hmm. Got on really well. Flirting? Did you make bacon? Uh, Kermit's, a, Kermit's a nice guy. DG Porker. That was the, yeah. that's the one. That's the one. But yeah, the film's really good as well. It's really funny. Um, are we in a generation of people who don't give a shit about the Muppets? Um, well, I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of people that maybe don't know much yeah. about them. Even I don't give a shit about the Muppets. Yeah, the only thing I know about the Muppets, the only piece of work that I really know is The Christmas Carol. Yeah. Mm. That's the one. And then, then the bad ones that followed that movie. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's certainly like reintroducing re- any mm. characters to the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, uh, they're really funny people, so. I've really enjoyed really the sort of advertising. What? Really sticking up with the Muppets. Something, funny. something did happen between you. You love the Muppets. Yeah. yeah. They're funny. Gonzo wasn't there, though. That was a bit disappointing. I wanted to meet him. He's my favourite. His the nose tra- does look yeah. like a cock and balls. <laughs> the trailer parodies have been really good. Yeah. The, the girl with the dragon tattoo one, there was a Batman one the other day, and the Twilight posters recently. Yeah, I saw the Twilight posters. Yeah, no, they've definitely got a challenge on their hand with youngsters not knowing, because it's weird. They don't really repeat the Muppets on the telly. No. Which seems strange, because it's not the kind of humour that would date either. I don't even... Like, is Sesame Street still on UK telly? I don't know. Are they, is that part time. of the Muppets? Well, they're all Jim Henson. Yeah. Do, do, is Miss Piggy and Kermit yeah. on? Do you, has there ever been a crossover? Yeah. They, they, um, they did the movie... Sesame Street did a movie called Follow That Bird. And some of the Muppets popped up in that. So it's a bit like Street Fighter X Tekken. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Except Big Sesame Street's always... Versus Kermit. Sesame Street's always a bit more educational. Co- I wouldn't play the that. Co- the Cookie Monster is... Uh, is on Sesame Street. Sesame isn't Street, it? Yeah. the yeah. Count. And is he is he cla- classed as a Muppet in the movie? He's not in the Muppet movie because he's part of the Sesame Street people. Right, I'm confused. Oscar the Grouch is Sesame Street. It's a puppet. It's a puppet. What was yeah. that? Oh, <laughs> that really is way off target. <laughs> is that <laughs> Brian Connolly? Yeah, no, Brian Connolly's Brian Connolly's in the movie. Is he a Muppet? There's actually some really good cameos by some really big stars in the movie, which I won't spoil. But then there were some shitty cameos at the end that really annoyed me. But again, I don't want to say that here. But Big Bird. Uh, are they all puppets in the movie or is it a lot of it no. CG? Uh, no, they're all puppets. There's right. no CG in the movie. Where does the M come from? Is it... What? Well, it's, obviously it's puppet with an M. Does the M mean anything? Because it's a, they look like a cross between a mop and a puppet. Is a that puppet. true? Yeah, is it's true. Yeah. Is yeah. that really true? Yeah. Mm. Like portmanteau. Yeah. They don't all look like mop, mop, mops there. No. No. If, if they did do a... Uh, a Muppet versus Sesame Street fighting game versus Fraggle Rock. Which which I character would, would you that. play as? The Count. Would you? Yeah. And well, you knock someone out, and then you go one, <laughs> two, <laughs> uh, three, victory. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> Who would you fight as? Well, Big Bird would have amazing kicks, but his punches would be pretty yeah. flappy. I think I'd be Snuffleupagus. <laughs> <laughs> and animal. Or, or double team as the two old dudes. I can't remember their name. Well, uh, Statler and Waldorf. They should make oh, this game <laughs> versus uh, Bert and Ernie. Yeah, Animal would be oh, good tag team. Yeah. What's They're the like li- Marvel vs. Capcom? You get three players nice. each. What's Kermit's nephew called? Oh yeah, mm, the one that sits at the bottom of the step. Oh, that's who I'd be. Yeah, Grouch. Has <laughs> <laughs> there ever been a Muppet cart? There should be a Muppet cart as well. Again, That'd be a great good, idea. Great yeah. idea. But there uh, you go. <laughs> what else have we been up to? We've played a lot, quite a lot of Modern Warfare. <laughs> <spec> <laughs> We've been playing way too much. Every lunchtime. Yeah. It's awesome though. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. 
It's a shame that there's only two players, though. It because could be four players, couldn't it? Yeah, because otherwise... I'm surprised they didn't do that, because Gears out. did four-player co-op this time around. I, I thought they would have done that, four-player spec ops. Probably quite a lot more work, though, to balance all the maps and stuff like that. Like Some maps would work really, really easy. I don't understand yeah, why like survival mode It'd be great just for, be like, like, dynamically... It's a game that perfectly lends itself to co-op, though, because if you had different teams in different parts of the map breaching at the same time and coordinating, that would be cool. That would be sweet. But sadly, no, it's just two of us running around. No, but that's why we've got to finish this podcast early to make sure we get some more spec ops. Do you, do you think that there's scope for a uh, the next series to be just spec ops? Could it be Call of Duty spec what, ops? Like, are you talking a holographic scope? <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> no. Or a reflex scope. Yeah. But could the next one be like just four-player, like a four-player squad-based Call well, of Duty? That, I much, much prefer any kind of co-op gaming compared to sort of online deathmatch, etc. Mainly that, because I'm not very good at online That's what Ubisoft's going for with Ghost Recon there. Yeah. Advanced Warfight, Future Soldier. Future Soldier. Because it's four-player co-op all the time if you want it to be that. And it's the full campaign. Full campaign. Wow, that'd be one sweet. Of you can be, one of you can be a sniper all the way through the game. One can be medic all the way through the game. That would be awesome. That Which would be really good. Is awesome, yeah. I'm looking but forward the, to that. But the thing, the spec ops stuff that works well, though, is like, you know, when, like the helicopter mission, yeah. where you kind of chop and change from being on the ground and then you get on the helicopters, you have the buddy jumps because off. Because that stuff's really, really sweet. You genuinely have to communicate and coordinate yeah. your actions. It isn't just both of you running off in separate directions. Although you do tend to sit at the back and just kind of hoggle the weapons and no, you what know, I was pick doing, people off. I was laying down fire. Is that right? Mm. Yeah. And then you got shot at a <laughs> point in the map that was impossible to reach <laughs> you to revive you. So. Anyway, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I've got some feedback here from a guy called Julian P- uh, Puget or Puget, I don't know. And he said he's tired of people bad mouthing Call of Duty. He plays everything, and he looks forward to playing the yearly edition with his friends. Um, he says he also bought Battlefield Three, Arkham City, Uncharted Three, and getting Skyrim too. So there is a place for all these games. He's got a lot of money. Yeah, he has got a lot of money. He said people are mad that Modern Warfare Three plays similarly to previous games. He says no shit. That's what I wanted. Um, I just think it's a great game. Yeah, I'm I really enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. I would say it's probably yeah. the, the game that's been played the most this year in the office. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, thanks for your email, Julian. So moving on, let's uh, head over to the charts. And uh, <coughs> excuse me, in my uh, absence last week, um, Tom, I think you did the games charts. Yeah, your predictions anyway. Right. Can you remember what you predicted? I think I predicted that Modern Warfare would go in at number one. Zing! I think I predicted that number two would be Skyrim. Zing! And number three was Battlefield 3. Correct. Ah, all, all three. Ching, 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 ching. We've got all three in the Amazing. Games. Amazing scenes. So, well, it's no surprise, really. No, it's probably <coughs> the easiest one of the year yeah. to predict. Modern yeah. Warfare went into number one, but Skyrim number two. I'd be interested to see how they play out over time, because the amount of chatter on Skyrim is just crazy yeah so many people are playing that game what did you see at the weekend they said that uh, uh, according to steam figures 500,000 people were playing skyrim concurrently yeah really which is more than we're playing modern warfare what was in the first 48 hours about 3.8 million yeah copies yeah something like that and you know i've been quite vocal in terms of me have no interest in playing that game but now now i have an interest in playing it as well it's so annoying i just cannot spare the time that's the thing but i i've got a copy have you? Yeah, and I will. I am going to go in. Give it a I, go. It's things like I'm not a fan of character creation. So if I can just you can a zip through that. Easy. Just use defaults finished. Okay. And there's no management of stats as such. You can like give yourself new perks like Call of Duty, but there's no micromanagement. There isn't sliders. There isn't points to apportion to different characteristics. You can do it all very quickly. Okay. 
That sounds good. I like that. How quickly does it go take from being you being pathetic to being actually quite hard? I think probably take quite a while. Does yeah. it? Is there yeah. a lot of grinding where I Yeah, just I've got to the next story kill, mission and kill I rats. went into the um, dungeon. I can't do it. I'm going to have to spend a couple hours leveling up. But that's, you know... But I, the, I the side missions are interesting. So, yeah. you know... I'm not adverse to that. So yeah, anyway, I will let you know. How what else did well in the charts? So uh, other new entries, bizarrely, um, uh, although Tom, you seem to know more about this from hanging out with small children. Moshi Monsters Moshling Zoo went straight in at number seven. Yeah, it's a big success story in the world of social right. for children. Yeah. Moshi Monsters, no one heard of it? I once mm. went to Moshling Zoo. Joe, no, no. What's Moshling Zoo? I don't know. <laughs> but it's some guy in London, and he's made an absolute packet on this social network for kids, which is Moshy Monsters. And right. Yeah, and obviously, well, it's done really well. Uh, FIFA Twelve, number four, Just Dance, uh, hanging out at uh, number five, uncharted down to number six. Batman's in there, Zumba Fitness is in there, and then We Party has gone in from or oh, from last week at number thirty up to number ten. Wow! So Christmas presents, probably. Um, and then uh, in terms of other stuff that's well there's no really kind of uh, new releases um, L.A. Noir has gone back in the charts I don't know if that's PC no, the PC edition. version's still not out yet just been reviewed but I don't think it's actually it's out is it? just come out it's just it's out on, on live it's out on live yeah oh so uh, okay in that case yeah it must be out the complete edition which yeah. has pissed some people off so um, but well that's only all of the uh, the downloaded map packs yeah I just it? think calling it the complete edition is a bit galling to people who pay £40 for it back in May well, did they get the incomplete edition? Yeah, that's true. By implication, yes, they did. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, well done, Tom, for your predictions. Thank um, you. Stu did the predictions for the movies. Didn't do quite so well. Terrible. What a twat. He didn't get any. <laughs> uh, well, not in the right order, anyway. So Doesn't he count. predicted Tintin number one, Immortals number two, and Awakening Awakening number two. Whereas, in actual <laughs> fact, it was um, Immortals came in at number one. Good. Uh, Arthur Christmas number two. Uh, it's too early for a Christmas movie. No. Yes. No. Uh, and then number three, Tintin. So he got two of the right films, but in completely wrong order. And The Awakening came in at number 11, I believe. Yeah, it's it? number three. Ten, certainly. It's a shame. You quite like that. It's a good movie. It's a good horror film. Have you s- anyone seen The Immortals? Yes. It's Boomtings. It's Boomtings, as I said last week. What does that mean? Uh, it's good. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've started talking like some kind of freak. <laughs> I don't know if it's because you've been sat next to Dan Kilby for too long. I think that's what it is. Oh my God. If you start listening to Kesha, the transformation is complete. Immortals has done very well, though. Yeah. It's done very well in the States as well. We gave it a good review. We did. Four out of five. But the director's new trailer uh, debuted this week for Snow White. The Snow White movie called Mirror Mirror. Wait, is that Tarzan? Yep. Oh, my God. It's one of the worst trailers I've ever seen for a, a big mainstream movie. I can't believe he's made that. Disaster. So it's like a Snow White type thing, but it looks like a joke. Terrible. Mm. Sorry, anyway, go on, go on, Al. Um, but also, uh, like, um, in terms of how well the things have done, um, Johnny English has made 20 million. It's a lot, yeah. isn't it? No surprise, wow. no. Um, like Tintin, so far, 12 million. But I guess that's been out for, what, three weeks? Two, three weeks? Two, three weeks, yeah. Yep. Um, 3D prices as well. And is there any films you're going to laugh at, Alex? No, you love doing uh, that. <laughs> well, the only one that's made less than the grand is the the British guy to showing off, and there's obviously there's nothing to show off about. How did Kill really, Keith so. do? Kill Keith is not in my list. Oh no! So it's uh, oh yes, it is. Sorry, tell her <laughs> I, I didn't see that. So that's pathetic. the Keith Chegwin movie, right? <laughs> All right, it made one thousand one hundred sixty-one pounds. The fact that it even made it to eighteen screens, I just find 
Stupid. Who wants to see that movie? <laughs> Do you think if we'd made him guest editor on IGN, oh. it would have been a bigger hit? Oh, God. <laughs> I would have shot myself. In if he'd have done it naked. Should we, should we have a screening of it? I think the fact that uh, Les Enfants <laughs> du Paradis, which was on two screens, made six times the amount, that hardens me. That's a, that's a Oscar winner, I think. Right. Yeah, Chris, for our American listeners, how would you describe Keith Chegwin? Twat. Oh. Yeah, is there a US um, equivalent? Uh, Regis, maybe. Right. Who? Like a shit version of Regis. Who's we, Regis? A TV presenter in the States. Okay, I don't know. Should we describe the kind of thing he did for Channel 5? His oeuvre. <laughs> yeah, his, his, his finest hour. I can't remember what the name of the program Naked was. Jungle. Naked well, Jungle. Naked uh, Jungle. Well, it's, it's on the nose as that. Yeah. <laughs> Naked Jungle. On is the pretty much sounds like... It is what it sounds like. It was a, um, it was a game it was show. A game show for nudists. And he presented <laughs> it. In the nude. And Keith Jaguar presented with, it. With the little Keith hanging out. Yeah. Little Keith. <laughs> but the, the photos Where did from they put the, the mics? <laughs> the photos from the premiere. It's just like the worst bunch of celebrities. No, they're all in the film. Oh, are they? Yeah, Pasquale, uh, Blackburn. Trevor and Simon. Who <laughs> 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 looked about 80 in the photograph. It was like... God, we're giving this film quite a lot of press. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, embarrassing. <laughs> so anyway, we'll come back to the charts oh, later in the podcast when uh, we do our predictions. Whilst, but whilst I remember, I, I'm right in thinking you saw um, Jeremy Kyle on American TV. We discussed this yeah. last week on the podcast. Did you? Yeah, he's got. A, yeah, I tweeted about. It. Yeah, he's got an American show. Has he really? Yeah. Well, it's exactly the same, same thing. Shit. It's just him being rude to American people. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I didn't watch it for long though because he just makes my teeth grind. But he's awful. Yeah. It's the worst horrible, program in the world. Horrible human being. I don't want to have to defend him again. Again, but I actually think he's brilliant. Uh, why do you think he's brilliant? <laughs> I just think his way with people. He's he has Natural a way with people. Yeah, he is the he Natural tells he tells the common rapport. people what they need to know. He's a cockney. <laughs> he Gonzo. Yeah. Exactly, that's exactly what he is. Anyway, uh, onto this week's uh, news. And uh, Daniel, we've got the first piece no, of. Should have a jingle? No, jingle? news. Well, go on then. Go on. You do one. It's the news. It's the news. But you know news. what? News. <laughs> The pain right. in my back hurts so much that I cannot bring myself to North, the jingle. North, east, west, south. <laughs> it's the news. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. That was the best. That was the best one yet. <laughs> right. All right. News. Okay. Um, the news, Pet. All right. Uh, Peter. Peter. Not the isn't people. It Peter? I think it's Peter. It's Peter. Peter. It? Peter. Yeah. People for the ethical treatment of animals. It's not Peter. Have basically. <laughs> Peter would be ridiculous if it's about animals. Well, Peter's even more ridiculous. Anyway, they've sorry. got a new video game in their sights. They're taking Mario to task for yes. killing tanukis and wearing their fur. <laughs> is a tanuki is... a real animal? Yeah. Yes. Is it really? No. I didn't know that. Yeah, it is. It's is a it? type of raccoon, yeah. Is it really? Um, so they, they call um, Peter saying, Mario has been known to use many means necessary to defeat his enemy, even when wearing the skin of a raccoon dog to give him special powers. Tanuki skin it and then yeah. wear it though, doesn't it? <laughs> like Red Dead. <laughs> Blood splattering in 3D. It's a good point. I don't remember any uh, outcry at, uh, at Red Dead. I know. There probably was, but I don't remember it. Tanuki may just be a suit in Mario games, but in real life, Tanuki are raccoon dogs who are skinned okay. alive for their fur. By wearing Tanuki, Mario is sending the wrong message and he's saying it's okay to wear fur. Do they fly? Yes. Do they really? That's well, one of the benefits. That's why it's so much if you get a Tanuki coat. Yeah. <laughs> it's rapid fly. transit wherever you want. Um, <laughs> yeah, but basically since then, Peter retracted this and they've basically come out and saying we were having a bit of a joke. But they did this about a year ago with Super Meat Boy. Even though uh. Meat Boy isn't meat, he's just a boy <laughs> born without skin. <laughs> and uh, right, yeah. you, you know the, uh, yeah. the story you behind You need to know Super the mythos behind Meat Boy. Um <laughs> 
So they released a game last year called Super Tofu Boy. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, but it's basically Peter just wanting attention and headlines. I can't take it seriously as Peter. I just think of this one chap. Peter, <laughs> he's kicking I don't approve of this. <laughs> I've got to make my own game. Mm. I love tanukis. I think the the irony is the mini game they've created for their website is actually really hard, and loads of tanukis die when you play it. So, um, yeah. what for Mario? No, they've made a mini game on their site. Oh, really? Yeah, where you you play a tanuki and you have to rescue other ones, and, and but you die a lot. Yeah, oh yeah. I think Peter did this the other week as well. They ha- they they whinged about killing the rat in Battlefield Three. Yes, they did. Yeah. I think it's you know it's just them wanting the press from it really. Yeah. It's a little bit They're also launching a porn magazine apparently. Are they? Yeah. What? what? Ladies against fur, and it's just yeah. Oh yeah, I guess. Not getting away that. But I've heard this. I've heard this. <laughs> why? Like, why does it have to be porn? I don't know. It's like a Playboy version of Playboy. So but they're going to be totally bald downstairs. Apparently so. Like a baby All right. mouse. I, I yeah. thought you meant bestiality. No, oh God, oh sorry, God. that's not very ethical. <laughs> Loving horses. Loving, I love horses. We're, in a, cul- we're in a cul-de-sac here. Should we move yeah, on? Yeah, let's move on. Uh, next piece of uh, news, Doctor oh. Who. So last um, week, or this week, uh, it was announced uh, by, by Variety, nonetheless, that uh, Harry Potter director David Yates is teaming up with the BBC to make a big screen version of Doctor Who. It uh, says that he's working with Jane Tranter, who's head of the LA-based BBC Worldwide Productions, and they're looking at writers now... He says that they're going to spend two or three years to get it right. It needs to be quite a radical transformation to take it into the bigger arena. Right. Um, and Trant is the person who brought it back originally for the BBC. Yeah. From being uh, off the screens. Um, but Yates has said that his movie adaptation would not follow on from the current TV series and make a completely fresh approach to the material. He said Russell T. Davies and Stephen Moffat had done their own transformations, which were fantastic. But we have to put that aside and start from scratch. So hmm. it sounds like it would have to be an origin story of, of sorts, I guess. Yeah, it's a good point. Is it, does anyone in this room know the origins of Doctor Who? Well, he's I the last of the Time Lords. I imagine that would be covered in the first movie. He, is, he stole the TARDIS from Gallifrey and then escaped uh, to explore the universe. Right. Um, was there a huge... Oh, I know lots of people listening to this will be screaming at us, but there was a huge war between the Time Lords and the Daleks. But I don't know if that was an added addition in New Who rather than what the original okay. story was. Um, I could be wrong. but Retroactive I think that, continuity. Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, but originally, because there's like, there's lots of Time Lords in the old Doctor Who. He often went back, there was the Trial of the Time Lord series, which was set on Gallifrey, and he had right. to go out and do different things for the Time Lords, or it was like a flashback thing. But anyway... If uh, I was a big Doctor Who fan, I think I'd be a bit pissed off if they were just going to do away with all the continuity. Yeah, there's so m- there's such a rich I, heritage in Doctor Who. Like Star Trek last year with the J.J. Abrams one a couple of years ago. It's how you handle it and the treatment because I think Abrams had to tread very lightly, and what he was able to do with Star Trek was it was kind of a canonical reboot because he still had Spock in, yeah. but you opened up this tangent universe where it could coexist, and it didn't shit on everything that people loved mm, for 40 mm. years, because that still all exists. I guess so, but the problem with this is is that the TV show will still be running. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is, you, you can watch that, but here's this bigger, it's better version hidden. that's yeah. that's like the, is now the official version. You it's think like, it will lose some of its kind of identity, having amazing special effects and being really slick and... Definitely. I, uh, I just think it depends on who is playing Doctor Who. Because I actually, uh, as I said all along, I think Matt Smith is a brilliant Doctor. And for yeah. me, he is now the Doctor. He's the Doctor, yeah. yeah. But he obviously, 
that's not going to happen. But I mean, it's, I, I suppose it's next year is the 50th anniversary mm. of the show. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some announcements. By the time they do this movie, there'll be a different there'll doctor. A different there might doctor, even be yeah. one more down the line. I mean, it's probably yeah. about five years before this is going to see the live day. Yeah, Matt Smith's only going to do another series, I think. Yeah. But I don't know. It just leaves me uneasy with the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Um, if it's David Yates, would you reckon we'll see Daniel, Rad- Daniel Radcliffe as Doctor Who? Oh, God. Hermione. <laughs> no. Did Neville, we, Neville Longbottom. Didn't we run a, a poll on the site? We did. We did, with somewhat surprising results, actually. I, I wrote a feature with 10 potential actors to play the part. Yeah. And then we put a poll at the end of it, and far away, uh, the runaway winner is Hugh Laurie. Mm. Who I didn't think would be that popular, but as I put in my piece, he's he's as famous as anyone else because um, House is so popular all around the world. It's, yeah. it's, I'm not sure if it it may well be the most watched program on TV right now. I think I it think is. I read yeah, that, I'm, yeah, I'm that was like CSI Miami, but yeah. House is a, I think a great is, show. I think it was CSI. It's certainly, probably the best show, one of the best shows on TV. So yeah, so 27 percent of the vote went to Hugh Laurie. Yeah, and then. Uh, all sort of bunched together was Gary Oldman, Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy all with about 15%. All good actors. I'd like to see McAvoy. I think he'd be a good yeah. one. I think I it needs an unknown. I, yeah, I tend to agree. I think an unknown. Or Nicolas Cage. Always <laughs> 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 Cage. No, that would be terrible. I want Bill terrible. Nye but no one agreed and no one in Hollywood would want that either. Yeah. Anyway, well, what do you think, listeners? Let us know. IGN UK feedback at IGN.com, twitter.com slash IGN UK, or facebook.com slash IGN UK. Uh, next piece of news is that, uh, well, it looks like we may have found the lead actor in GTA V. Um, IMD, uh, IMDB even, um, which always seems to be the place where like leaks like this come out, have listed an actor, Ned Luke, who's playing the role of Albert De Silva, who is the uh, older chap you see in the GTA V trailer. Um, when, when you put the pictures together, they do look very, very similar. Especially in profile as well, they've got the same silhouette. He's got a little mole on his face, which the guy in the game has also got. Yeah, and I've not seen a clip, but people who've actually seen him in other things say, say the voice is spot on as well. Right. So he's also been in uh, Law and Order, and um, but God, yeah. So far, the evidence is very strong that this is the chap. And uh, also, uh, a Twitter, uh, a tweet, sorry, by actor Jimmy Tanaka said, my fellow thespian Ned Luke is the lead voice and profile in the upcoming game by Rockstar. Grand Theft Auto 5. Way to go, Ned. Holy moly. <laughs> is that how he, he talks? I, I don't know who Jimmy Tanaka is, but yeah, he probably does talk like that. Um, and then he said, uh, Ned Luke is our homie as the lead. Zing! He didn't say zing. Is IMDB a reputable source, though? Isn't it? Oh, isn't it? There's a lot of misinformation on there. Isn't it like Wikipedia? People, you can you can upload oh, information right? yourself. Yeah, but they try oh, really? to police it as well as they can. Right. But um, sometimes some of the new stuff on there is not true. But yeah, I would take that with a pinch of salt. Yeah, because I remember going on the Skyfall page for quite a long time ago, and Bardem was on there and fines, and they hadn't been confirmed at all. Mm. And sometimes it says rumored, sometimes it doesn't. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, well, there's a fair well, bit of evidence there. But that's What's the name of this character, Alberto? Uh, Alberto, oh, sorry, Albert de Silva. Okay. But appa- think... Apparently, if you go on IMDb now, it's been stripped out. Right, right. Okay. So that's been stripped out, and also references to CJ and um, Nico, Nico Bellic as well have been stripped out of there as right. well, because there were references to possibly they were going to be in it, yeah. according to IMDb. But yeah, that I, would have been someone sticking yeah. out there. That I think. The likeness is very compelling anyway. Yeah, and it kind of makes sense. If you look at what they did with um, L.A. Noire, 
and you know not just having a voice with a character but mo-capping them so they're the same that would make complete sense definitely so there you go uh chris you you've got the next piece of news yeah the um labbrooks have released the odds this week for the christmas number one which is always for for our foreign listeners it's quite a big deal in the uk although less so these days but there's quite a lot of press around who gets the Christmas number one single in the music charts. And um, Nirvana seem to be hot favourites at the moment. Really? Yeah. So is this the whole kind of anti-X Factor yeah. movement? So although Nirvana have no plans to release this no. record, yeah. uh, the book is already doing it because last year Rage Against the Machine uh, were kind of encouraged to re-release Killing in the Name. The year before yeah. that, wasn't it? Was it? The year before, to prevent... Um, the X Factor being number one, yeah, and it, it was worked. up against Joe McEldry, yeah, it, which is the year before last, and it succeeded. So they're hoping that Nirvana's record company will release "Smells Like Teen Spirit" to stop. You don't have to; they, you can just download the single, can't they? Or download? Sure, can they do that? Yeah, so surely I'm just yeah. on yeah. ignorance, just, yeah. just on iTunes, because I think a lot of the um, Rage Against the Machine stuff was just on download. Wasn't yeah, it? you just hit it up on iTunes, just yeah. download the actual track because album tracks make it into the singles charts now. Yeah. And there's quite a funny on the Facebook page they set up. They've. Uh, superimposed Louis Walsh's head on the baby's body from the Nevermind cover, <laughs> which is quite funny. And the fact that it's going after the a, money. a dollar bill is quite yeah. clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the actual favourite, funnily enough, sorry, this is X Factor news, is Amelia Lilly, the girl who was put back oh, into X back in. Right. She's actually now the favourite to win. Right. And hence the favourite to be Christmas number one because... I couldn't give two shits. Nope. Uh, but the Wombles, <laughs> the Wombles are up there. What? Um, Amy Winehouse... And uh, the cast of The Only Way Is Essex are releasing a oh song. Of, they're releasing their version of Last Christmas. <sighs> fuck Seriously, the world. This, this world is the crumbling world. in on itself. <laughs> <laughs> the music charts, just zero credibility. It's like <laughs> the, the Wurzels should be releasing a song. Um, Jedward and Frankie Kokoza are in the, in the running. They're doing a duet, a triplet. <laughs> no, but I believe Bieber and Mariah Carey are doing a Christmas duet. Oh my God, Dan Kilby <sighs> will love that. And uh, 400 to 1, Peter Andre, 500 to 1, Katie Price. So, mm. Great. there's money to be made here though, if we can pick the right one. Mm. <laughs> yeah. it, it's one of those things that takes a bit of groundswell of support though, doesn't it? We could, we could create we that groundswell. We could say, do we that. Could, we could make what that could happen? we do? Let's do a Christmas let's, single. Let's do a Christmas single. Right. Oh. You, you, you on the... Because apparently I'm not very good with garage bands, so you do the, <laughs> you do the backing track. Can well, anyone no, play an instrument? If we're going to do a cover, maybe we should get our listeners to pick what song we should cover. Do you know what we should do? Can we anyone? should crowdsource and get people to sing, send in uh, like the verses. You know, like the... Um, like, like Band-Aid. Yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> the sing the body. The perfect day. You remember that? The yes. BBC advert. Yes. What song could we release as a Christmas single? any of us music. Musical. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Did you hear okay. Perfect Day? What What's about, tune? What about Fairy Tale of New York? Could do. Could do. You don't have to be very musical to sing no. that. What about the Tetris theme? Do you remember the Tetris <laughs> song? It's called the Blusher. That's kind of Christmassy, is it? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It's tenuously. I don't know. Wow, the campaign for the OGN UK well, yeah, Christmas <laughs> number one begins here. Let's throw it open to the readers. What what song should we do as our Christmas single? <laughs> uh, let's know. IGN UK feedback at IGN.com. Twitter.com slash IGN UK and Facebook.com slash IGN UK. do the Skyrim theme with the choir. <laughs> oh, my God. Or, or, yeah, the Halo opening music. 
Put a break beat behind it. Everyone will love it. Anyway, let's move on to the last piece of news. Okay, um, last bit of news. Um, Some more internet snooping has revealed that Lucasfilm has registered several new domain names for something called Star Wars Identities. I was going to say for something called Star Wars. (laughs) Something called Star Wars. (laughs) What is that? I can make a fortune by copying. They're making these little tiny six-inch plastic mannequins. I think they're going to be big. Mannequins. Uh, I'd love it if Lucas had forgotten to copyright it, though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what StarWars.com was still available. <laughs> yeah, so there's something called Star Wars Identities. It's quite funny. They've registered Star Wars Identities, SW-ID.com, yeah. and also Star Wars Identite. So we um, <laughs> registered a typo. Yeah. That is classic, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, what, any speculation um, on what yeah. it is? None whatsoever. We think it might be. <laughs> None whatsoever. <laughs> None whatsoever. <laughs> So we speculate with TV might, series, it's got to be may, or or a game, perhaps, mm. or some. You know, I don't think it's going to be a more movie. It sounds like the TV series they've always talked about, which was but they've talked about for so long. Which was going to be about different characters from the Star Star Wars universe. Yeah. Each one going to be a different character. Yeah. Each one. I remember that being sold to me like three years ago, and it was going to be like massive, high budget, and yeah, it's yeah. going to be like a crime, like yeah. crime families and things like that. Come yeah. On. It's, it's probably it going to be, be the story that defines the IGN UK podcast. I think it's probably been talked about since but week one. Yeah, Star Wars yeah. identities, though. Do you think that might maybe sounds something like Second Life? Mm. Where you could live in the Star Wars universe forever if you wanted to. Always sounds interesting, but when you do it, it's boring. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what it is. No, we don't. <laughs> We've got no, no idea. idea. That's, up. That's my you... poster quote. Sounds great. Absolute shit in reality. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars identity. Let's look. Anyway, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for this week's news. Uh, Next up, trailer of the week. And uh, we're going to have a look at The Hunger Games, Mm. which is Tilly's favourite novel of the year, I believe. Uh, It's a really good book. Favourite book you've ever read. (laughs) Yeah, it is. That's for girls. It's that and the Bible. (laughs) Is that right? Both out there. Yeah. Both epic tales of, uh, I don't know, the small man doing good good things. Picks up at the end. I've heard that Silvio Berlusconi's making a movie and it's going to be called The Bunga Bunga Games. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's take a look at the trailer. Topical. Oh, well, that music becomes quite important, actually. Does it? Yeah. yeah. Is it like Ocarina of Time? I don't know. <laughs> like they play it on a little flute and things happen. So, no, anyway, that, that was the uh, the Hunger Games trailer. Good trailer. Jennifer Lawrence. Who's that? Is that the lead? The, the lead. Yeah. Right. She's attractive. She's right. <laughs> I'm putting it out there. I heard it when she was blue. Yes. And I've seen X-Men. Her. X-Men. Oh, mystique. I thought... Uh, oh, <laughs> Chris has seen her knickers as well. Yeah, like, no, no for what? Oh, oh yeah. No, I never said this on a podcast. No. Can you? I don't know if I can. She might have had a bit of a wardrobe malfunction when I interviewed her once. What happened? On the set of X-Men. <laughs> her boob popped out a bit. Really? And I didn't say anything. I was going on interviewing her. Yeah, I bet you did. I kept just doing little looks whenever she wasn't looking at me in the arm. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. It's blue. <laughs> we built up a lovely rapport. I didn't want to wreck it by saying, oh, I can see your tit. But, um... 
Anyway, yes. that's not about the Hunger Games. Um, I've watched that about three times now. I yeah. think it's a really good trailer, actually. It's got some oh. amazing facial hair in it. God, I thought it was bloody awful. Did I you? I had no yeah. idea what was going I'm on. I'm quite excited. Is it, maybe it's because I've read the book. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. Well, it looks I'm like Running Man. Yeah. Although it, you don't get that until the last like 15 yeah. seconds or yeah. something. They, they, well, I, I like the fact that they stop the trailer once the really exciting stuff starts happening. So they don't well, How much of away. that is... That's probably of... the first half or the first third of the film, what right. you've seen there. Right, right, okay. And they detail pretty much everything there, even though obviously it sounds like it's a bit confusing. For a lot of it, I was just like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could go through the plot here, but... Sounds like Battle Royale. It's more like Battle Royale, and that what the second half will be, all of them in this huge place fighting each other to the death, these 14 kids. Right. I mean, it's called The Hunger Games, though, and the point is that everyone's hungry. uh, there's There's the rich in sort of the kingdom that... Well which, off and, yeah, which we saw there, which was probably some of the worst CGI I've seen for a long time. That was quite bad CGI, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, and then and bad what, facial and, hair. And what, they just pluck people from random? Because you yeah, saw well, like, this big ship flying over the they top. They have all these territories and they pick two children from each of the territories. Right. And then they have to fight to the death. Only, only okay. one comes out at the other end. So like it's a bit. So it's Running um, Man crossed with Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome as well. And do they do this? Keshi's Castle ent- entertainment. <laughs> yeah, it's for okay. entertainment. But it's to, it's also to keep keep the the poor people in their place as well. Okay, right. Because the second and third film, it's all about a kind of books are all about a rebellion building as so well. So it's like a display of power. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's called The Hunger Games. The point is they're all really poor. She didn't look that skinny to me. Oh, Jennifer no. Lawrence. No. She's Should obviously it. lost a lot of weight from X-Men, but Should still. Really well. She did really well. She looked fine. Yeah. She looked good. Yeah. Um, so it's not about competitive fasting. Yeah. <laughs> I did I'm going to be in one room and you can you put an orange in the middle with some chocolate. Fight to the death. Or, or a chocolate orange. <laughs> a chocolate orange. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> you can last, t- last 10 hours. I can't. Quite partial to a chocolate oh, orange. Oh man, I wish you hadn't said chocolate orange. I really fancy yeah, a chocolate orange. Let's have them for lunch. Yeah. Oh, have you had them sexations as well? No. You want to popping candy in? Oh, I have, oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. to tell Too good. Well, I, hope, I hope I get some of those for Christmas. Soon. You've ever had the white chocolate one? Don't like white the chocolate. Snowball. Don't like white chocolate. I do not. It's not real no. chocolate. No. It's no chocolate, no. Really? Maybe, moving on. Revelations. So, yeah, that's Hunger Games. <laughs> so, well, you're excited about it. <laughs> I am, yeah. I really like the book. I thought the second and third books weren't so hot, but I really like the first book. Right. It's quite brutal, actually, considering mm. they're aiming at as teenagers and, and the book's been popular amongst girls. It's pretty hardcore when the kids start killing each other off. And we don't like, I don't know what kind of rating it's going to get in terms of the movie, or? No, I guess they'll go for PG-13, I would imagine, right. in the States, and like a 12 over here. Is the book yeah. quite graphic, or? Yeah, pretty. I mean, not it's not a horror, yeah. but you know, yeah. it's kids. It doesn't shy away from. No, it's kids getting killed in. Okay, but um, yeah, I, the story's really good, but it sounds like the trailer's not selling it. No, I am interested about it, but I think that's mainly because I, you've been beginning it up for quite a while, and mm. it does sound intriguing. Yeah, I must admit, I don't think I'll ever watch it. No, well, thanks anyway. <laughs> good time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on, uh, it's an anniversary. Well, it's actually two anniversaries. Ten years ago, uh, Halo came out. So it's Master Chief's birthday. Happy birthday, Master Chief. Uh, and obviously that will be celebrated with the uh, anniversary edition coming out. But also, it's the 10th anniversary of Xbox, the original Xbox. 10 Dude. years old. I was going to say. Happy birthday, Xbox. Happy birthday. I love that video with um, Bill Gates with his leather jacket on. Oh, it's just, it's that. so oh, bad, isn't it? It's so good. Well, you just think, you know, some stylist has said, right, okay, Bill, you're obviously a little bit out of touch with the people who we're going after. Pop this leather jacket on. But he just looks like an absolute dick. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so, Alex, obviously you were working in the games industry when the whole Xbox thing happened. I was, yes. So talk us through, like, ten years ago, what was going on? Uh, what were people fair, thinking about it? I was working it? on a PlayStation magazine. So you must have like, got, what was the perception of it? Yeah, like the Microsoft big, yeah, big boy it, getting involved. It was, yeah, because if you bear in mind, it was at the time where uh, Sega was, you know, being knocked out and, you know, the, the Saturn did nothing. And the Dream, uh, sorry, the Saturn did all right. Dreamcast did nothing. Um, and, you know, Sony was just kind of, you know, going along doing its thing and, you know, and rightly so. Like, uh, and Xbox came along. The console itself was hideous. Massive, wasn't it? A, it, it was, was huge, massive. Huge controllers it as well. Really, it's ridiculous. To the point where the original controllers, they, they made smaller controllers for uh, the Japanese market, which then became the standardized controllers. Because they were <laughs> like that. Using a whole huge. hand to manipulate an analog stick. <laughs> like it, was, it was like a small <laughs> small spaceship that you held in your hands. Um uh, and then, but I, I think the thing about it was, is that they were obviously, you know, on the back foot. So games would come out for Xbox, even though technically it was slightly more powerful than PlayStation. PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2, yeah. Um, uh, the games would come out sort of slightly later or it wouldn't have the same level of support. And and obviously it didn't have the same number of first party games that uh, PlayStation had at the time because... You know, a lot of the big franchises like Metal Gear would come out on PlayStation first um, and then would, you know, come across to Xbox. I don't know. I can't remember. Substance. Metal Gear 3 came out on X, uh, PlayStation 2 first, but then Substance came out, I don't know, maybe two years later, if I remember rightly. But it didn't have the same kind of power, whereas now it's the it's almost shifted around and Xbox is the kind of primary uh, development platform with PS3 following up, so... So a lot has changed. I once read an article about um, if you wanted to get get into the hardware market, you need about a billion dollars at least right. to play with. I have, yeah. So, I so Microsoft, I imagine, one of the few companies in the world that were positioned to do that. Yeah. You know, everyone talks about Apple today, but yeah. Microsoft kind of back then were the only person yeah. to get into the market. And do you think that kind of signaled a change, uh, like a move away from Japan being the center of the games industry? Uh, well, if you look at the amount of money they were throwing around, it was ridiculous. You know, obviously they bought up, you know, some of the world's biggest development houses and, you know, who arguably have become, you know, a shadow of their former selves since it happened. But I think the stuff that they bought to it is that if, don't forget, they, they made, uh, online gaming accessible in the early days with Xbox Live, which I think came out a year after Xbox launched when PlayStation Online was just all over the shop. It was there, it existed, but it was just... I, I never used my PS2 online. Uh, it was awful. It was a, just a bad experience. And, and yes, you had to pay for Xbox Live, but the experience was there, and that obviously paved the way for Xbox 360. So and that still kind of exists today. Yeah, that kind of disparity. Like PSN is obviously much more robust system than it used to yeah. be. I say robust. It was hacked early this year. Yeah, <laughs> but it's still. I, I still don't find it a particularly nice experience. Uh, no. PlayStation Online compared to Xbox, you pay for that premium. Um, but I do think, you know, at the time, the, the console itself wasn't all that good, but it paved the way for Xbox 360. But as you say, I'd hate to think how much money they spent getting there. Because you've got all the R&D and you have to be able, in a position where you can take that financial hit yeah. if it flops and still survive. Yeah. Otherwise, other companies would have to bet their entire company on it. Like, say, someone like Panasonic or Samsung, perhaps. Yeah. They but could, I think in, in the early days, it just felt very much like it was just a PC and a console box. Whereas now I think that's, you know, the perception has completely changed. You know, the Xbox 360 is, you know, an out-and-out -out console. And, and if anything, it's, you know, designed, it's more hardcore than PS3. Yeah, we were talking about this the other day that 
it's easier to play Call of Duty arguably on PSN than it is on Xbox Live because the of the sort of the dist- the difference in audience like the hardcore gamers the yeah. people who are really really good at card oh yeah yeah no, yeah Live battlefield and battlefield yeah, i was talking to one of the guys here apparently if you play battlefield online on ps3 and you're kind of i don't know like me all right at games but you know don't have the time to spend to be amazing you will be much better in that universe than you will on xbox 360 because the people who play xbox 360 are more hardcore do we have do they have figures now of which which um which live service is more used uh I'm, i, I don't, don't know off the top, top of my head, head. i must admit yeah. but i think i might imagine psn is quite high because obviously it's free yeah exactly but yeah. i don't know how, like we talked about how i don't know how active the, those users are perhaps and also what do they use it for because the thing that psn does really well is you know things like you know iplayer and all that other kind yeah. of stuff which uh, and I've always used my PS3 for much, much more than just games. Whereas the Xbox, I only use for games. Yeah. So. And also, it's a, I don't know if it's a statement of intent, but the Xbox ships with a, a microphone and a headset. Yeah. PS, PlayStation doesn't. And so I almost think that's sometimes a tacit admission by Sony that they know you might not be using it for yeah. those kind of games. So what else did uh, Xbox change when it came along? I do. I just. Do you know what? I just healthy competition. Yeah. Because at the time, you know, as I say, PS2 was, you know, the the front runner by a massive margin. Um, what was the Nintendo at the time? Sixty four. Just going on to GameCube a yeah, year later. Yeah. Um. And and that's the thing. You know, it's a shame that the GameCube was just nothing, apart from you know a handful of interesting games. Arguably, like the Wii, although the Wii did do something different. I do Game, GameCube, GameCube yeah. offered nothing new apart from you had a console that looked like a small purple handbag. <laughs> <laughs> I used to use the handle all Which the time. Good. Use the handle all the time. It's just, yeah, it was quite an interesting console to look at, but yeah, just bizarre. Do you think um, the Xbox like signaled the birth of the shooter as we know it today? Well, Halo, absolutely, the console shoot. Yeah. I think it, it it drew that divide of you know you could do a really really good shooter on console, whereas before that it was all kind of shitty little ports. It's like a conspiracy thing. I think it's Microsoft having the foresight to sign Bungie. Yeah, to develop that game. Snatched them from Apple, didn't they? Having, yeah, yeah, that's come out recently in the last year or so. Um, them having on live functionality, yeah, and also having a great control pad for shooters with yeah. triggers. Yeah, I think those three things conspiring together is maybe partly responsible for the way that shooters dominate the market today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of because the, if the you, ancestor, like before that, all of like shooters on PS2 were kind of, you know, there were nowhere near as many as you get today, and also they weren't particularly good. Yeah. So. I suppose the only other kind of um, game I can think of is maybe like something like GoldenEye on N64 around the same yeah. time. But yeah, Halo was kind of the birth of it all, I guess. Yeah. So, happy birthday, Xbox, and happy birthday, Halo. And we also Ooh, got free donuts them, as well. We got free donuts. We did get free donuts from Microsoft, <laughs> thanks. You know, it's uh, PlayStation 3's five years old in the States this week as well. God, that's gone quick. Yeah. Wow. We, we had to wait five. till March, yeah. Yeah. To get ours. March next year will be five years old. That has gone really quick. It's still got a lot of life left in it, I think. Yeah, I think the PS3 will be around a long time. Yeah. Even but if the 720 comes out next year or the year after. Or it's announced. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Exciting times. Exciting times indeed. Uh, but yeah, I mean, let us know your Xbox memories. What did you yeah. buy uh, with the, your console um, 10 years ago? Uh, let us know at IGN UK feedback at IGN.com. 
Hmm. Moving on, listener feedback. Who's up first? Uh, I am. Uh, I have an email here from uh, Dave Connolly. We were talking about Game of the Year last week, and he said he can't see any way past Minecraft getting Game of the Year for 2011. Do you know it's made 23 million euros for Mojang and has over 16 million registered users, and that's all before the game has even finished and come out properly. And have they got a convention which is being streamed on IGN this weekend, I think it is. Yeah, mm, in Vegas, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. For a game that's not even... Oh, come beta. out officially it's just it's just ridiculous um, and it's just come out on iPhone as well yeah it's just a create mode in iPhone but I downloaded it this morning it's like a fiver but um, it's really good fun like I mean you can only build stuff but um, somebody so built something the, for us in Minecraft didn't they Tom? yeah they, they did a picture. Yeah. they yeah. built the IGN UK logo yeah did you see the, the Zelda statue as well no. that was really really good like a massive uh, Link statue that was wow. built in Minecraft I still don't understand it no we need to set up a server here yeah um, and have a good play with it. Yeah. Do some crafting. Do some crafting, yeah. Head down Minecraft. Uh, I've got an email from Scott Mackey who asks, whatever happened to the IGN, pho- IGN phone that you used to ask people to call? <laughs> uh, that, that was before my time. It got unplugged. Oh, uh, <laughs> That's a good point, though. We should get it back. Should well, we? Part of the problem was is that probably only one person ever left messages. An international reader probably wouldn't That's true. fork out for... Yeah, or be able to. It was not. It was exciting getting the message. It was, yeah. When you got the little red light that flashed. Some on on some of the US podcasts, they do live uh, call call ins. Oh no, no thanks. (laughs) How do you do that? I I guess guess through Skype and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah, you just say right. We're on online now. Yeah. Phone in and ask your question. Maybe maybe people should um, record an audio of them talking and send email it to us. Yeah, we'd we'd use those. We could do that. Brilliant. That's <laughs> easy to do, though. It's not yeah. as easy as phoning a number and leaving a message, though, it's is it? It's not that much harder. Okay. All right. Well, if you want to do that, you can email IGN easy UK to feedback with, with your audio clips. And then we've got the audio that we can easily put onto the podcast. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but uh, secondly, he also asks, uh, I think that Batman Arkham City should win Game of the Year, but I have a horrible feeling that people will just vote for Modern Warfare 3 or Battlefield 3. I don't know. I think Skyrim will be up there. I think Skyrim. I think Zelda. But I think Zelda, maybe not. I don't think... Sorry, just another ambulance going by. By even, um, I just don't know if a lot of people are going to get round to playing Zelda. So uh, yeah, it's, the IGN editors vote for game of the year. Yes. So it's but we also do a reader vote. Yeah. So it'll be the game that people are playing the most recently. Like Portal Two should be up there, but if yeah. everyone's playing Skyrim at the moment, yeah, I can't see past it. Yeah. yeah. Be good to get people's thoughts on what their film of the year is as well, because I've spent the last few days back and forthing with the states about what our films of the year are going to be. So what's your film of the year so far? I don't know if I'm going to say. Uh, drive. I really like Drive. Rise of the Apes. Mm. That's a good shout. More so than uh, X-Men First Class. Yeah, definitely. Forgotten about Apes. There you go. Uh, I have some nice feedback from Josh Ball, who says, I thought I'd let you know that... <coughs> sorry, oh, sorry. poor Josh. <laughs> came out of nowhere. Unbelievable. Shall I start again? Uh, Josh Ball writes, I thought I would let you know that I completed the New York Marathon Yay. on the 6th in Hurrah. 4 hours, 15 minutes. Congratulations. Good work, man. Uh, thank you so much for your support message. And yes, I did listen to IGN podcast for most of the run. How on earth can you run 26 miles in four hours? It just seems like the most alien thing in my mind ever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good work. But well done. Well done, yeah. Josh. <laughs> I think I've got the next bit of feedback. <laughs> So mine is a message, and this is for a listener, Nick Hamilton from Concept. You're a noob at, M- at Modern Warfare 3, so your mate Chris King says. Uh, apparently, you just bought a, he bought an, he, you just bought an iPhone, and now you've been listening to the podcast. So he wrote in to tell us to tell you that you're a noob. 
Is that it? That's it. So just insulting, insulting <laughs> your mates uh, across the IGN UK. We could come up with a better yeah. insult than noob. You're yeah. a dick. Right. You're a cock. <laughs> My missus didn't really understand the meaning of noob. She thought it meant idiot. I, like, I don't like it. It's a very American term. I don't is. like it. Yeah. I thought of a new insult the other day and mm. it made me laugh in my head. Do you want to hear it? Go on then. Fart baby. Really? Like you say, you're such a, like a crybaby, but you're a fart baby. Oh. <laughs> I don't okay. really understand that. Mm. What does it mean? Get on your head next time. <laughs> <laughs> made yeah. me laugh a you, lot. You sing a bunga boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good put down. <laughs> bunga bunga boy. <laughs> <laughs> bunga bunga baby right next one is from Andrew Coleman and for the pa- <laughs> I'm reading here come yes. on what right for the past two weeks in a row I've found there to be a problem with the podcast Stuart reads shouting or yeah. just Stuart reads voice full stop I may even have to start a complaint-based Facebook group, but let's hope it doesn't come to that. Please end this loud like madness. There was there was way too much booming on last week's podcast. I like threats, though, as well, from the listeners. That's cool. <laughs> I do, however, love the podcast and Stuart Reid in general. So thank you. Mm. Yeah. Shame he's not so here defending like the podcast, takes. but I dislike Stuart. Yes, me too. Yeah. Oh, the you tensions are returning. Just... Get it over and done yeah. with. Anyway, Tom is, it in, Tom is in control of the knobs this week, so if there's too much booming, he's the person to blame. So we can start up a Facebook hate campaign there as well. <laughs> I have an email from Mr. D. Newman, who says, Hi all, I don't... Actually, no, before, before we go into this, I'm, I'm pissed off about this Ooh. as well. I'm agreeing on this one. He says, Hi all, I don't mean to be overcritical about this. I'm not a fanboy at all when it comes to Star Trek. But one of you said Khan was a Klingon. That's not right. I remember that he was a genetically engineered human on Earth in the year 1990 who ruled over a large part of Earth during a worldwide conflict or war called the Eugenics Wars. I didn't think Khan was a Klingon. And when yeah, I heard well, you I say that... I think he's been a little fart, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Nick, Nick Gamble also writes, um, I'm normally too lazy to write in, but feel I must. Khan is not a Klingon. He is superhuman. Now I'm doubting everything you tell me. Fart, right, baby. well, I apologise. I retract that wholeheartedly. Um... I don't know why I thought he was a Klingon. I just thought he was one of those Klingons before they had the corrugated foreheads. So I've right. laboured for most of my life under a misapprehension, which I hastily retract and apologise for. Well, I think we should ask... Uh, sorry, who was the email from? Uh, there were two. There was one from okay. uh, D. Newman and one from Nick. Let us know what you would like Daniel's punishment to be. Oh, that's good. Maybe we'll put some kind of wood lice in his ear. Yeah, wow. or, or, or carve up his forehead. Yeah. It's kind of extreme. <laughs> That's what happens when you make mistakes on the podcast, Daniel. Or we could make him listen to uh, the Star Trek song that got to number one back in the day over can and over again. Can we just sing it instead? <laughs> I'd love that song. By The Firm? Was it By The Firm? That's going to be a crap song. This? I know, I remember the song. Yeah. I can't remember who it was Number by. one in about 87. Yeah. When we came back from watching Star Trek the movie, um, which my girlfriend loved, by the way, it's like a favourite film of the last five years, Did I made her it? listen to that. I was like, you remember, you ever heard the song? I think you'll like it. And she was like, turn it off. It's awful. Super annoying. Super annoying. Right. Next bit of feedback is from Kings for No. Um, I don't know if that's a real name. For some strange reason, I'm quite excited by both the impending release of Skyrim and the GTA, uh, and GTA 5, but I've never played either ga- any game from either series. I've been a lover, not a fighter, of the Zelda games through many platforms, and I've recently thoroughly enjoyed Red Dead Redemption and L.A. Noir. So as a PS3 owner, is it worth me going back to GTA 4 or Oblivion, or should I just dive into the new games and start afresh? Well, you've got bags of time on GTA 5, so I'd definitely recommend De- checking out. Definitely uh, go for GTA 4. I don't think go back to Oblivion. No, I think it's showing its I, age I, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it looked real up the other day when I saw it, and it'd be too. you wouldn't get around to playing Skyrim for 
weeks and months if you went back to Oblivion. So I'd say just yeah. delve into Skyrim because the story stands alone yeah. and you don't need to play Oblivion I at all. I thought the opening hour of Oblivion was one of the most boring things I've ever played. In in the sewers and you're just punching rats in the face. It's like, <laughs> oh God, for an hour. Oh, Skyrim's opening is completely different then. Is it, is it's there... really exciting. Is it? Yeah. Ooh. But yeah, go back for GTA I'm beginning 4. to love Skyrim. I, I want to play it now. every minute that passes. It is good. But GTA 4, you're missing out if you don't go back and yeah. play that because that is a kick-ass game. You should check it out. Although the, it lulls in the middle. Oh, but also... Lulls should... or lulls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the game just goes, ha! There's plenty lul- lulls in the middle, yeah. Uh, uh, plenty of lulls. Also, the, um, the expansion pack's really good. Ballad of Gay Tony and... Um, we should shadow the... No, Lost damned. The damned. Lost we should damned. buy separately if you just want a little taster. Yeah. But you can buy the whole collection. Whole yeah. shebang. Yeah, you can buy it all in one go. That's good. Uh, I've got an email from Lee Cody, who uh, has a problem with PC gaming. Uh, in short, he thinks the platform is and has been the best gaming platform we have. On the face of things, it's far more powerful. The games run smoother, faster. The textures are crisp. The load times are usually instantaneous and in-game physics are a joy to behold. I think, don't think you're like giving this enough brevity. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm just trying to add a few. I'm doing my points of view voices. <laughs> uh, I feel like, despite being... What? I feel like despite being a better gaming platform across the board, it's being sidelined, marginalised, and in many cases shut out at every opportunity by many companies who want to push console sales. The mouse and the keyboard, to me, is the only way to play FPSs, MMOs, and strategy games. I once tried to play BC2. What's BC2? Battlefield Bad Company. Is that Bad Company 2? Yeah. On the PS3, and I'd liken the experience to a shag while wearing sumo suits. Anyone ever done that? No. Tilly, you must have done this that. guy has. <laughs> I once got concussion wearing a sumo suit. Did you? Mm-hmm. Is that because you were having a shag? No. no. I was having a fight. One of, my, one of my friends it. has had sex in a gorilla suit. <laughs> so what do we think? Well, with a gorilla? With, with himself? <laughs> with a gorilla? <laughs> yes. Did he just fool it? Shitty joke in trading places. Did he just pop his banana out the front? Or? <laughs> I, I don't know. Wow. Not sure. I'm not sure where the zipper was. Okay. So what do you think of Lee Cody's points? Do is the PC being marginalized and overlooked? Well, yeah. you know, yeah, I guess in a word, yes. But that's I would say you've got Battlefield three in the ultimate version, arguably. Yeah. Yes. Um and you're getting LA Noir, the complete edition. But I think the the problem it's, is is that more people play games. Second on consoles. Armix, isn't it? Yeah, if yeah. they're going to push the console versions because more people have consoles and buy console games, then and not you know very few people have super high end rigs. It's, it's that so classic thing. If like, you know, if you go out and buy a console, an Xbox, you know that that's going to, well, especially at the beginning of a life cycle, life cycle, that will last you for five years. You buy a PC and it'll last you for a year and a half or something like that. That's, that's top dollar. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't really play PC games for that very... I, I did... I once bought uh, I don't know, a grand's worth of PC and it lasted for two years and I just thought, I'm never ever going to do that again. No point. But we have some people in the office who do play PC yes. games and yeah. we're getting some PC rigs in soon. Yeah. So we're not against it. So I think it's just no. ease, isn't it? And, 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 you know, having played Battlefield on, on PC, it is an amazing looking game and it controls really really well on you know um, mouse and keyboard but I'm so used to playing FPS's on um, on um, control pads now that I don't really kind of feel the need to have the difference there you go that's that put to bed then yeah Lee Cody you're right probably is that it uh, I think that is it for uh, listener feedback. So, uh, to finish this week's podcast let's move over to chart predictions uh, Daniel what game's coming out? 
Loads of games. Loads of games. It's the, the busiest rest, the rest, week of the Basically, world. The, best, the rest of the games that were coming out this year are all coming out this week. Um, Assassin's Creed Revelations is already out. It came out earlier in the week. Yep. Um, Scored an 8.5. 8.5, great. Yep. Um, it's supposed to be really good. Halo, the anniversary edition, which we've already mentioned. Yep. Um, Zelda, Whee! Skyward Sword. Excited. 10 out of 10, masterpiece. Yep. Um, Need for Speed The Run, Saints Row the Third, and then Medieval Moves. The first game for the PlayStation moving about a long time. Good job, Jeremy. That was that, wasn't it? It was that. Good job, Jeremy. And Harry Potter Lego for you, Tom. Excellent. I love a good uh, Lego game. Yeah, love so a good Lego game. Years five to seven. It's all the same game. What's Just the best one? Skin. I like Star Wars uh, Clone Wars 2. I like Batman Lego. Um, Just so over them. Yeah, I've not, I've not played one. Shall I play that one? Then? Oh, you totally should. Yeah, yeah they you are totally fun. should. Yeah, ones are fun. Um, yeah, so that's what's coming out. So, game so who's going to predict? It's got to be Creeper. No, I think it's Simo. Simo's going. You have a prediction. Rude. He's so rude. I'll step up to the mark. It's all right. Right. Call of Duty number one. Yeah. Chalk that up. Um, and then. It's a question of whether Skyrim will stay at two or whether Assassin's Creed will come in. And I am going to say, I think Skyrim will stay at number two. Ooh. No, actually, no. I'm not going to say Assassin's Creed number two, yeah. Skyrim three. I think, mo- yeah, I think most of the people who buy Skyrim do buy it day one. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a lot of chatter about it, but I think, as you're right, there's going to be a massive peak on launch week and then it will tail off a bit. And, and I think it's such a mainstream. Franchise. Exactly. Um, and it's the last in this series, so people will kind of want to see how the, the story ends. I know Kilby was down there day one buying it. He loves really? Assassin's Creed. He, so does lo- he, he does loves love Assassin's Creed, yeah. yeah. So we're, we're, let's have a bonus point. Where do you think Zelda's going to come? Uh, oh, that's a hard one, Tom. I don't know. I'd, I, I'd love to say fourth. But I think he asked me, not you. All right. Mm. Sorry about that. Pipe down. So uh, I think it will come in at. Uh, I think it will be in the top ten, but lower down. I think it will be about number seven. <sighs> about super. Oh, Super Mario Land out this week, isn't it? As well, Mario uh, 3D Land. Yeah, it is Mario 3D. Land. Do you want me to go through all of the games? No, 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 no. That's <laughs> that's it. That's Christ. it. That's it. <laughs> uh, what about movies, Chris? Twilight. Twilight Breaking Dawn. What number is this? Out. Four. Three. No, four, 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 it's four, four and a half. Point one. Yeah. Four point one. Um, and it's I'm I'm hearing it's going to be huge in the states. Certainly, it's going to be making 150 million this weekend. Um, apparently not that good. Um, we weren't invited to a screening. I couldn't get us to a screening at all. So, but uh, does, is that a surprise that it's not that good? Uh, no, because I quite like the last one. Really, last one was actually Which okay. One, I think the, the general consensus called? is that the quality has increased for each movie. But um, I'm hearing I this one. The first one to the second one. I thought the second one was awful. Now, the third one, there's some really good action in it. Right. But, um, yeah, so that's out. Um, I think we're posting review tomorrow anyway, but from the States. But I'm annoyed because I wanted to give it both barrels if need be. Uh, Wuthering Heights is out. Andrea Arnold's... Um, it's RT- good to see that Orlando's gone into good things, though. <laughs> that's pointless to comment. He does really look like Robert Pattinson. He doesn't. Not really, no. He fucking does. He doesn't. Shut up, Rory McElroy. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it, can we just calm it down? <laughs> Uh, other films, Wuthering Heights, um, might see that. RT, Andrea Arnold take on it. I seem to think we said that was out last week. It's in 4 3. Yeah, it's in 4 3. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Why is that? Uh, she shot it in 4 3, like she shot Fish Tank in 4 and that's 3. That's what you see at the cinema yeah. and they projected it in 169. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shut that the was Robinson's Misses. Yeah. 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 
Interesting. What else is out? Uh, Snowtown's out, which is supposed to be brilliant. I'm hearing rave reviews. I'm going to see that on Friday. I, I keep putting off seeing it because it's it's supposed to be so relentlessly upsetting and depressing. Oh, but um, I met the actor this week and he talked me into coming down. So I'm going to go see it tomorrow. But yeah, if you're going to see one film this week, probably see that one because it's supposed to be good. There you go. And then there's apparently a Nick Cage film called Justice. Yeah. January what, Jones. Jones. It looked like the most generic poster you've ever seen in your life. January Jones and Guy Pearce. So that's that's a whatevs. Yeah. So, so I'm predictions. Gonna go, I'm going to go Twilight after Christmas. Immortals. There you go. Good chat. Let's see. You think Immortals going to slip? Yeah. Well, I mean, they were on pretty much the same the two of them last week, so it's one or the other, I think. And, and the Christmas movie's only going to do better as time goes on. We'll see, but I mean, Immortals could stick. It's I had to kind of stick. I think it's good shouts. So there you have it. There you go. Uh, so to finish off the podcast, I think we've got some we've got exciting things happening. Some corporate plugs to uh, keep us ticking over. IPL4 is happening this weekend. Yes. Or the IPL4 qualifiers. Yes. Which is, uh, I, IPL is the IGM Pro League. So if you're wicked at StarCraft, get uh, yourself to Telford. Yeah, and so it's happening in Telford and there's going to be loads of gaming going on. So, well, StarCraft <laughs> is the main game that people will, competing, will be competing on and there are players from all across the Europe coming over there. The Europe. <laughs> the, the Europe. Europe. Yes. <laughs> the world, even. There's people coming from, like, Korea and stuff. Oh, is there? Yeah, right, yeah. okay. To show their, their skills. mad skills on yeah. StarCraft. But, yeah, as you say, there's a bunch of other games and tournaments and stuff going on there. So there's demos if you want to go down. So you can buy tickets and go down and see it. Yep. It's a huge Battlefield 3 competition. Um, battle going on yeah yes <laughs> but there's um, giveaways and stuff so if you're in the Telford area then uh, check it out and Dan um, Kilby will be there as well so you can go and give the, the big man a hug popping his pecs out yep uh, we're giving away three PlayStation 3s did you know this I did yep so you, you and your fellowship you and your fellowship yeah, yeah. so if you uh, go to go.ign.com Lord of the Rings War in the North forward slash War in the North yep. uh, yeah for Lord of the Rings War in the North you can win three Playstation 3s for you the, and your pals for you and your pals yep. the extended Blu-ray box set and War in the North PS3. extended Blu-ray box set when's that coming out it's out no it's not it is I don't think it is it is <laughs> it's been in the shop for a while no the the Lord, of the, <laughs> the Lord of the Rings box set has been out for a while, but it's not the extended. Nerd rage. I'm sure it's out. I've never seen Alex this angry. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> no, wrong. In the, great, in the greatest game of things, doesn't uh, matter. Sorry, keep on talking while I check. Well, no, you, you're now both checking on your. No, no, Tom, keep right. talking. All right, so do you want to hear about something else that's going to be awesome and really cool? Is this and you a date for your diary, Tom? This is a date for your diary. So, um, throughout the year, we've been doing various meet and greets, and we are having another one. So, Ooh. if you want to come down and hang out with us, and who wouldn't, um, we will be holding a meet and greet on December the 6th. Uh, which is a Tuesday. It'll be in the evening and it's going to be in London, I'm afraid, uh, for the rest of our worldwide listeners. Um, so, unless you want to come down to London, which I know people from Scot- um, Lincolnshire have come down from people before. from Canada can come over. India. Yeah. Just looking at the map. Tasmania. You yeah. Know, that's and we have a venue, don't we? Or do we, we not? Do, no, venue's t- still TBC, okay. but it'll be central London. It'll be uh, December the 6th and it's to celebrate the launch of Mario Kart 7 on Nintendo 3DS. And I think we'll have cartridges there to play the game. Yeah, bring your 3DSs. Bring your... Yeah, we'll Mario Kart. Yeah, and if yep. you're good at Mario Kart, there'll be stuff to win. And I think I'm going to give away a load, <laughs> load of free stuff from the office. Some good free mm. stuff. Loads well, of good free tap. stuff, like t-shirts and games, and <laughs> not just <laughs> really good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some pens, pens. <laughs> badges. Uh, I've definitely got tack. some spare staples, yeah. stickers. Yeah, We've got some collectors editions. But I think we might get Chris Tilly dressed up as Santa, and uh, mm. you can go sit on his knee. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> 
So Alex, tell us about the uh, Lord of the Rings Extended uh, Edition. I stand down. You are correct, Tom. Ah, ah. But the original version did come out on Blu-ray first. Yes. The theatrical version. Irrelevant. Um, Irrelevant. And that came out. So it came out in June. Um, but the Blu-ray versions, the original versions, came in April last year. Cool. I didn't. I honestly didn't know that the extended versions had come out. Yeah. Put it on your Christmas list. Well, I watched them on DVD while I was off last week. Should have uh, watched them on Blu-ray. I'm not going to bother. Not going to bother. You watch the extended ones. That's yeah. a proper good. Like I'm ill and yeah. I'm just going to fucking put Lord of the Rings extended yeah, 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 edition on. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do go on for a long time. This Man. is me time. Me sick time. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I just me goal time. So good rubbish. Precious time. <laughs> um, yeah, I think. Uh, did you watch the extras as well? Because there's like 24 hours of no, extras no, as well. No, like, it's just one of those things. Like you watch like one disc of one film. It's like God, that's almost two hours. The thing is, by the end of it, go. you have recovered. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or you're dead. Yeah. 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 Of old age. Yeah. 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 Credits are rolling. Yeah, it's the, literally the only films I watched while I was off. So, so are, back, they, they, are they still as good as ever? Yeah, really good. Yeah, I, I, it's one of those things that some of the special effects are a little bit ropey, uh, even on Blu-ray. So I'm sure that like the bits where Legolas DVD. sort of flies around and stuff like that. I'm sure. Sorry, it's on on DVD. Yeah. It looked really ropey on Blu-ray. So no, I'm not going to bother with the Blu-rays. I don't think. But I'm going to bother with uh, Apocalypse Now on Blu-ray. That's on my Christmas list. Looking Good. forward to that. Good. So stay tuned to IGN for details of our meet and greet in yes. December no, uh, December the 6th. It's Tuesday night. Yep. Uh, that's it for this week's podcast. Uh, as always, please give us a thumbs up on iTunes if you like what you hear. And of course, we will be back same time next week. So until then, see you later. Bye-bye. That's entertainment. Annoying. Annoying women.